Okay, welcome back. Welcome back, people. Um, Today is Wednesday, May 15th. I had to think about that for a second. I was about to say April. I am back with another pregnancy episode slash update. So today, as of yesterday, actually not today, as of yesterday, May 14th, I am officially 25 weeks pregnant. That was a major goal milestone of mine because 25 weeks pregnant is considered viability, which means that in the event, if anything were to happen or if you go into a labor um, at 25 weeks of gestation, the baby can be saved. All right, so next major milestone for me, of course, is the 28 weeks. So, um, in today's episode, we are going to be kind of piggybacking off of my last pregnancy update and just kind of giving you guys, this will give you more uh, information and insight as to why I decided to hire a doula. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and jump into it. So like uh, I told you guys that I was also visiting a perinatologist as well as my regular OBGYN. Um, and the reason I was visiting the perinatologist is because I have the cerclage and they just like to monitor my cervix up until the week of viability, 24 to 25 weeks, just to make sure that there's no funneling um, or like the cervix is getting shorter, things like that. So last week I had what was my last appointment with the perinatologist um, and I had my last growth scan as well to just check on the baby the weight, just to make sure everything was going good. So, great appointment, as all of them have have been. No funneling, no shortening of the cervix. Cervix remains long and strong and closed. Baby is doing fine, growing fine. No issues, nothing, no concerns to report. And so, I was released from my perinatologist, just as I was When I was pregnant with my son at 24 weeks, no reason to follow up, nothing further to do. And so um, that was on a Wednesday. So last week, Friday, I get I see this phone number popping up on my phone. I'm getting this phone call from the perinatology's office. And, you know, immediately I'm just like, oh, God, did they miss something? Like, what are they calling me for? You know? So, it was the receptionist telling me that it was recommended and I received a referral to receive additional testing and an additional growth scan, okay? Um, The additional growth scan needed to be done at the 28-week mark and I was going to have to have weekly appointments starting at 32 weeks for BPP scans, okay? So she's going on and on, and she's 
rambling, you know, all this stuff on and on. And I'm just like, lady, like, what are you talking about? So I asked her, I said, wait a minute, what is a BPP test? Like, I've never heard of that. That's not something that I had to have done with my son. I want to know what a BPP test is. I want to know who made the referral for me to have these additional testings plus an additional growth scan at 28 weeks. And I also want to know why this information wasn't mentioned to me on Wednesday before I left by the doctor who was on duty that day at the office. You know, so she's like, well, um, a BPP is a biophysical profile test. Basically, what that means is, is that from week 32, I think, to like week 36 or 37, we just put you on a monitor, some kind of fetal monitor to monitor the baby's breathing and um, heart rate and all of this other jazz and then the additional growth scan at 28 weeks is just to make sure and just to check the baby's doing okay and growing well so you know I wasn't going to go back and forth with the young lady because obviously she was just doing what she was told to do um, so I told her that I would discuss this with my OBGYN because she did indicate on the phone that my OB is the one that requested this additional testing, which I thought was really strange because like you know, me and my OB have a pretty good relationship. It just seems like she would have called. So immediately after I got off the phone with the receptionist, I called my OB's office Um, I think she was at the hospital or something like that doing a delivery is what her nurse told me. So, um, you know, I have a pretty good rapport and relationship with like a lot of the staff at the OB office that I go to, uh, just because of like my history and, you know, the pregnancy with my son. So we all get along great. They all know me by first name. Um, so I explained to her the phone call that I received and the nurse was like, well, did the doctor not go over the report with you on Wednesday when you went for your appointment at the perinatologist? And I said, no, he didn't go over anything. I mean, they said that everything was fine. I was being released. Um, I was good to go. Well, yeah, in the report here, it, it says that you are good to go everything is fine baby is fine nothing's wrong with you um the perinatologist is the one that requested this additional testing and made the referral for the additional growth scan and I was like why he didn't mention any of this to me on Wednesday so she's like well apparently according to this report here it has nothing to do with the baby or anything that they found because they didn't find anything. He has noted here due to your BMI. So I started laughing. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why I started damn laughing. All right. I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I'm going to toot it. Toot, toot. Okay. I have been monitoring my own weight. 
since the beginning of this pregnancy. All right. I have always been a thickums. It just is what it is. I've always been like that. Um, you know, I know that the doctors and the medical professionals, they have all these charts out there of the weight that you're supposed to be. But according to the BMI chart and of my height and according to the medical professionals, I'm supposed to be 110, 115. Well, for those of you that know me, I would look like a crackhead, okay? Based on how my body is designed, I am never going to be that small. I don't need to be that small. At best, I look good at about 170, all right? I am actually lighter in this pregnancy than I was with my son, okay? And when I was pregnant with my son, None of this biophysical profile testing was mentioned. Um, These additional growth scans weren't mentioned. None of this stuff was mentioned. And I did absolutely nothing when I was pregnant with my son. I mean, when I tell you nothing, I went to work, which was a corporate sit-down job. I sat down behind a desk all day long, came home, took a shower, put my feet up, and that was it. Like, my husband served me basically breakfast, lunch, and dinner. All right? So as you can imagine, I mean, I didn't gain like a shit ton of weight, but I was heavier than I am now. You know, when I got pregnant, I was like 235, 237. Right here, right now, recording this podcast to date, I am 228. I have actually lost weight. And that's not a bad thing. The reason I have lost weight is because I am more active in this pregnancy. Okay, which that was my initial plan. So for him to mention that nothing is wrong, but because of my BMI, you want to do additional testing and an additional growth scan. I've never had any protein in my urine. I've never had any uh, bad reports with my blood pressure or anything. So it's just like, what's what's the reason for this? So, I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? The doctor that was at that appointment on Wednesday is the same shithead that delivered my son via C-section. And I'm calling him a shithead because he just bombarded himself in my hospital room when I was pregnant with my son, when I was in labor, With like two other doctors and two nurses scaring the shit out of me. Trying to make it seem like something was wrong. And you know I had to get a C-section. At the time I didn't know any better. I didn't know to refuse it. I didn't know to ask for different uh, position switches or techniques. You know I just went along with it. That was our rainbow baby we had been waiting forever for that baby but this is the same doctor that did the c-section and he is very c-section happy okay now i told the nurse in a very polite manner that this is nothing against you this is nothing against the office this is nothing against the doctor but at my next ob appointment i will be declining Everything that he referred, which includes the additional growth scan at 28 weeks, as well as the additional weekly BPP testing. 
Okay. Um, of course, her being a nurse, being in the medical profession, you heard or I heard what everybody always hears. Well, it's just for the safety of the baby. We just want to make sure baby is okay. Every pregnancy is different. Blah, blah, blah. There is actual and real and factual data out there. Because I have read about this. That indicates that all of these additional monitors, additional uh, fetal heart tones, additional testing, additional ultrasounds, that they can actually do more harm than good. It's bad enough that I had to be monitored and get ultrasounds every two weeks um, up until 25 weeks. But, you know, that's just what I have to do. It's just kind of the nature of the beast. I have a foreign object inside of me. So... If, if it's not broken, just leave it alone. There's nothing wrong with my body. My body knows exactly what it's supposed to do. There's no additional testing that's needed. There's no additional nothing. Um, I have not had the opportunity to speak with that doctor face-to-face, but you can bet your bottom dollar that I will be sending an email uh, one, I do not appreciate that doctor having a receptionist do his dirty work two days after the fact. If he had an issue or concern with my BMI, he should have discussed that at that appointment on Wednesday with myself and my husband so that I could ask all of the questions that I needed to ask so that we could get to the bottom of this. Don't send a receptionist to do your dirty work. And when I ask her questions, she can barely answer those questions. All right. I I don't appreciate that. Um, And then you're going to send someone to call me who is just not even physically capable of explaining anything. Oh, and she had the nerve to tell me, well, more than likely it's because of your AMA. For those of you who don't know what AMA is. It's advanced maternal age. I just turned 36 in February. All right. It's not like I'm 42 years old. Okay. Like they take this advanced maternal age thing way too far. Like, like seriously, I understand why they have to do it. I, I really do. But it's not like I'm 40, 42 years old. So for you to sit there and tell me it's because of my AMA. And then when I spoke to the actual nurse at my OB's office, she states that it's in the report. It was because of my BMI. Like, where's the disconnect here? There's obviously a disconnect between you and your doctor. And this is why this information should have been relayed to me by the doctor and not a receptionist. Especially someone in my condition. And when I say in my condition, you know, you, I be due to my history and, you know, the losses and things that have happened, you know, I have a tendency in my pregnancies to develop anxieties sometimes and certain fears. So it's like when you come back and you tell me things like this, you know, my mind just starts running away with me. You know, I mean, of course, that's a personal problem. That's something I have to work on on my own. That's 
I, you know, none of her concern. But I'm just saying, you got to keep stuff like that in mind. If it was me, and I was a medical professional, especially knowing um, a patient's history such as mine, you know, I was going to sit down and I was going to break it down to the patient, you know, so that there's no anxiety, there's no fear, so that we can get everything out in the open and discuss everything. But he didn't do that. He did not do that. And I didn't appreciate it. I didn't appreciate it at all. So, yeah, that's what happened. And this is, this situation is the very reason why I have a doula. Okay? This situation right here is the very reason why I have a doula. I discussed this with my doula, I explained to her the referral that the perinatologist gave. And me and her are in alignment and we're on the same page. That is totally overkill. Um, and like I said, I, I will politely be declining his referrals. I will, I will be declining his referrals. Um, it's just... You know, if if you read up on the statistics and you read the factual information that is out there in regards to so many ultrasounds being done in a pregnancy, it's just it's just too much information out there. You know, guys, I just I'm trying to have as less interventions as possible with this pregnancy. If it's not mandatory and it's not needed, I don't want it. I don't want it. And the reason I have my doula there with me is to help me to advocate and to work through things such as this. Because a lot of these medical professionals, when you decline things like such that I'm going to decline, they become very defensive. They become very defensive and then they start to come with the fear mongering and their fear tactics to try to coerce you to get to to try to coerce you to do what they want you to do. And I'm I'm not the one for that. I'm not the one for that. Could I have done it by myself? Yeah, possibly, but I just feel like I needed that extra push, that extra support person in my corner, uh, you know, someone to back me up when it comes to that real factual data and someone who has actually studies and knows the woman's body and what a woman's body is supposed to and can do. And I don't, I don't need these unnecessary interventions. I really don't. I, like I have stated on the previous episode, I want to have a different birth experience. And when you go in there and you start poking around with things you have no business poking around with, the next thing you know, they'll be trying to induce me. And once, and in, in my opinion, and these are facts as well, and you can kind of do your own research with this, once they start talking about induction and you walk through those hospital doors and you begin to be induced and that clock starts, it's just downhill from there. It's downhill from there. And then there you go, bam, with another C-section. And that's not what I want. That's not what I want. And I am determined 
to have the birth that I want to have this time around. Now, you know, in the event that, I don't know, I do have to have another C-section because, hey, things happen. You know, I I, I am prepared for that, but it's not going to be at the cost of a doctor. It's not going to be on their dime. It, it'll be, that will be my decision unless something drastic happens, you know, uh, which it won't because we are doing nothing but speaking positive things into existence. So, yeah, it's just, this is one of those reasons why <laughs> a lot of women need a doula because if I didn't know any better, like a lot of women don't, I would have taken that young lady's word for it. And I, I just would have said, okay. Oh, and to be honest with you, she was getting a little frustrated on the phone with my questions. You know, for some reason, I just don't get it. Why someone has to get so agitated when I'm questioning what you're going to be doing to my body? It's my body. It's my body. I'm carrying a child, a human being, and you're getting frustrated with me because I'm questioning you about what you're going to be doing to my body and the life of the child I'm carrying. Like, get out of here. Seriously, get out of here. Like, enough is enough. And, you know, maybe this is not with all providers, but like like I told, like I said, this doctor, like, he's a shithead. And he's the only one in that practice at the perinatology office that is C-section happy like that. He's the only one. <sighs> so, yeah, and, you know, like my doula said, they're just, um, a lot of doctors, a lot of them, they operate out of fear. They operate out of fear. They make decisions out of fear. All based on what they were taught and what they learned in school. And, you know, you, you can't apply all of these same procedures to every woman. Because every woman is different. I mean, listen... I have read stories and seen documentaries about 300-pound women having home births. Are you kidding me? And you're talking about my BMI because I'm 227 pounds? Oh, man. (laughs) Please. Please. Yeah, so... That's what's been going on lately with that. But other than that, you know, I'm continuing to take it easy. Um, I relax when I'm supposed to relax. I drink lots of water, coconut water. That's like my new fave now. My doula told me to keep drinking coconut water and oh my God, I can't get enough of it now. Like I love it. I have to have it. Um, you know, sometimes I walk to the head of the road just to check the mailbox. Um, I get in the pool for a little bit because it just, it feels so good just to kind of take some of that weight and the pressure off. So, 
listen, I'm good. This baby is going to be fine, too. I'm, I'm not worried about a thing. Like, my doula is helping me to work through all of this fear. Um, you know, I've had a Reiki session with her, which just, it was phenomenal. I'll discuss that in a, another episode. Um, after she finished, both of us were in here crying. <laughs> I can't even put it into words right now, but. Other than that, like, yeah, I'm good. So I guess, I don't know, I guess these doctors, some of them, they just look at things a little differently. But, hey, I just wanted to give you guys an update about that. So I'll probably record another pregnancy update uh, episode around probably around 27 28 weeks like the next time I go back to the doctor just to kind of let you guys know what happened with my regular OB and once I decline it I'm very interested to hear about what she's gonna have to say so I will report back with my findings on that so thank y'all for tuning in again. It was really important to me that I document this journey. I didn't really have a chance to do that with CJ. And because this is going to be a different experience, I really wanted to document it. I really wanted to bring people into this experience, to share this experience. Because to me, birth is just it's phenomenal. It's really phenomenal. It's one of the hardest things that you'll probably ever do in life as a woman. It's very sacred and I, I just want to share it. I just want to be able to help anyone else. And, you know, because there are women out there who have had one or two C-sections and they are told by the doctors, well, if you ever have any other kids, you're just going to have to have C-sections for all of your pregnancies. And that's just not the case. That's just not the case. So if I can help any other women or even dads out there who might be listening to this, um, yeah, you, I, I just want to empower women to be able to birth the way that they want to birth and don't think that you know those folks that are in the white coats they're the end all be all and that everything that they tell you is always right because it's not they're just educated guesses they're educated guesses as we as women we got to find a way to dig deep to go within to truck our trust our gut, trust our instinct, and to trust our bodies, that our bodies can do what it's supposed to do without so much intervention. And that's my goal with sharing um, these pregnancy updates with you guys. So, you know, hey, if you know anyone that's pregnant who wants a different kind of birth experience or they might be interested in these episodes forward it to them by all means forward it to them 
So thank you all for tuning in again. I will see you in like two and a half weeks once I go to my next appointment. My next appointment is on May 30th. So I will be giving you guys an update about that. I know that Mother's Day just passed. So happy belated Mother's Day to everyone. Hope you had a fabulous time. It's starting to get very warm. Stay cool. Stay dry. Most important, stay hydrated. Peace.